What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Multi Goodness. Uh, remember, that's Chris on the other mic across the internet for me. Oh, yeah. Sort of, because we're not really on camera today, but we could be. So I guess we're an arm's length away via internet. Let's be honest. We're all tired of the, the video calls, or at least those having to stay at home for work and everything. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Well, all I need is your sweet, sweet voice, Kyle. That's all I need. And it's here. It's here for you, and it's here for the audience. So yes, remember, remember, you could stay up to date with all things multi goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at multi goodness, or on Instagram at multi goodness podcast. Remember, we have a contact form, which, Chris, we had two write ins this week. Um, yeah, we did. It was a big week for us. Yeah, it was. I was, I was pretty pumped. And they were back to back. Um, which was pretty cool. Maybe we'll talk about that later in the show. Sure. Um, but you can contact us on our contact form on the website or peruse the beers that we have uh, partaken in on the episodes uh, as well at our beer list is uh, on the website. Or you, uh, you know, you could just take a look at the picture of us on on the front page if you want to and just see what <laughs> we you, look like. Or, or you can just look at our pictures. Yeah. That's, yeah. But if you want to. Um, if you if you get tired of us talking about beer all the time, then yeah, you know, just peruse the pictures kind of like you would with Instagram. So. Yeah, yeah, swipe uh swipe up and down, uh, Chris. But that picture on the front of the website is going to be changing soon. I'm getting I'm getting some uh some art done for us. I'm pretty pumped. Oh, about nice. It. Yeah. So I'm well, I'm pretty pumped because that's you know that's reminds me of reminds me of days gone by. Yeah, simply a year ago i feel like but uh it feels so much longer than that a long time ago so i'm gonna give a an early shout out to my internet friend megzano who does internet uh like artwork um so i reached out to her and she is uh doing a lovely caricature of us a caricature i like yeah it. like a like a like a cartoon style caricature of us so that that'll be That'll be rotating out here in a little bit, so stay tuned and check that out in a little bit. It's gonna be pretty cool. That is uh for sure quite the surprise and and but the good kind. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> She's over uh, in Scotland too, which is pretty cool. I like uh supporting oh, different kinds of different kinds of artists. How sweet so. is that. Well, let's crack the beer. Speaking of Scotland, I'm I'm doing a kind of a cool thing that you know um, we can talk about because we only talk mostly beer, but yeah, it's related to Related to the old UK, actually. So sweet. What are uh, so Kyle? Actually, I'll I'll kind of kick this one back to you, even though you did the intro on sure. this one. So you you found us our beers today. I don't want to say so much found. Actually, you you helped procure them. Correct. Um, I imported liked, them. You imported them. So <laughs> we're going. We're taking it back to uh, your home state today, aren't we? We're doing a Wisconsin episode. Um, Woo! Yeah. And this what one, what am I supposed to say? Roll out the barrel. Roll out the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Stop at the. It. At the stop and go light, don't you know? And uh, <laughs> we'll see you at the you bars. Like that. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> you remember that? I I remember the roll out the barrel part. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Chris, don't forget to have a drink out of the bubbler. Um, okay, he lost me on that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about we that talk about with it. our next beer. But this beer, Chris, we've had on the show before. This brewery. Yeah, I was about uh, to say we've had the brewery not twice. So we had the Amber and the Pilsner. Now we're going with Capital Brewing or Brewery Island Wheat, which is one of my favorites. This is a summer okay. beer. I like the name. It definitely has. Yeah. And, and obviously, I'm just looking at the can. You were able to, like you said, you were able to get two for each. So we're doing this. We're doing a full 12 ounce today of this. Mm -hmm. one. But I, I, yeah, I was going to say I like the name just from the get go. So what a. You want to crack this one? Yeah, and we let's can talk a little it. bit we more about, about it because I, I want to get into it. It's, you know, we talk about beer, but I like to to know so all right cool i'm cracking what's cracking oh yeah 
Mm. Uh, what? Hey, by the way, what glassware are you working with today? Ooh, that is a great question, Chris, because I'm drinking out of a capital pint glass for this of beer. Of course you are. You know it. I'm not. And that that I'm may drinking. be a that may be a lead up for the rest of the episode. I have glasses right. for every beer. Oh, how awesome is that? That you actually have. See, I I unfortunately, since we aren't drinking this together today and in the same place, then I don't get the luxury of getting some Wisconsin glassware. You don't. Um, but what do you I won't even worry about. I'm drinking out of one of one of my many um, chalice style glasses. Nice. Um, but I want this episode to feature Wisconsin today. So not that I don't want to give some love to the Georgia breweries, but hey. It's uh, it's a Georgia brewery, mm-hmm. but that's all I got, you know. So, uh, just want to shout out the glass too. It's not an Island Wheat glass, which I'm uh, upset about, but it is another great beer from Capital called Supper Club. Okay, um, which is like yeah. a generic kind of easy drinking lager. So, didn't I think we, you told me the story of that one on one of the shows because we you used that glass before on one of the shows where we were actually together. So. Yeah, yeah, a while Again. a while ago. I'm reminiscing today on days of episode past. Yes. So, um, um, so yeah, this beer, I just, you know, my first thoughts, by the way, because I, I want you to tell me more what you do know about the beers. Because, I mean, I th- did you, so did, with the three we're doing today, did you choose them or did they kind of get chosen for you when I, they were making their way down from Wisconsin? I handpicked these, Chris, via the oh, internet. Man. My, my mom, shout out Bonnie, she took pictures of all of the cabinets at the... Uh, the coolers at the at the grocery store. Uh, Avid so, listener Bonnie, yeah. shout out Bonnie. Thank so, you. So uh, I was able to, to you know pick out exactly what I wanted. I had a few things in mind, but I wanted to find a few that, um, like the last beer we have today, I have I haven't had until uh, oh. basically the episode. So um, okay, well I like the sound of that one. So, yeah. So yeah, why why Island Wheat? Why are we starting with this one? What's your this Any is one of cool my stories, college stories, favorite summer beers. This is only a May through July beer. So you okay. have a really small window to get this beer. Um, it They do. It, it's part of their seasonal, but they consider it kind of like a like a year round, not a year round, but like one of their mainstay beers. They brew this every year. Um, I drank this every year. Uh, it is a really good beer and um they recently just did a rebranding which i will talk about a little bit but um i'm liking what i see and i like what i taste but okay yeah cool. so i mean just my you know my initial impressions in the glass now that i've this is the very first time i'm seeing this beer it's the first time i've heard of it not the first time i've heard of the brewery though obviously because we've yep. had them before but um i think yeah this is a super light beer which mm-hmm. I, you know i don't think i knew necessarily what to expect coming out of the uh, the can mm-hmm. um I, d- I actually did not even read anything other than island wheat the ibu count which is 13 and the alcohol by volume which is 4.2 i didn't read any of that before putting it in my glass yep and so i'm pleasantly surprised at how super light this beer looks yeah um it, it's it's really really light in color and yeah. extremely translucent that you know for wheat beers i always thought for the longest time the about as you know they were some of the lightest beers you could get other than pilsners and you know american lagers and stuff but um they're just always that hazy and this one's definitely hazy but it's just like that it's almost like a, a light pineapple color yeah like and it's that light uh actually speaking of orpheus made a beer one time that was a pineapple sour and that's the only ah. other beer i've ever seen that was like this light yeah so, i remember the pineapple um, sour but the aroma, I guess. My head retention was pretty good. Uh, maybe not as much as I would have thought for a wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is only 4.2. So a lot of times with light drinking beers, you don't want to have to wait five minutes because you plan on crushing the beer within 
10 minutes. You don't have to wait five minutes for the head to die down. So not necessarily Mm -hmm. a bad thing. And interestingly enough, Chris, they consider this a pale wheat ale. um, Okay. Which is which is an interesting uh, combination. And also for looking at the beer, I don't know that it quite fits that your initial thought of what a pale wheat ale would be. Yeah, pale is one of the pale wheat. I've heard them before, and I just I kind of just group all the wheat beers into one category. I mean, even the one I made recently, that wheat tart mango mm-hmm. wheat ale, I kind of grouped them into the same category, I'd say, just in terms of a wheat beer. But uh, yeah, I think this is definitely deserving of the name pale. So, yeah. Um, Chris, what do you what do you get on aroma? I'm going to I'm going to defer to you because I've had, yeah. you know, most of these beers. Yeah, sure. And so I want to get you. Um, honestly. Not a bad thing, but nothing. I don't get much on aroma. <laughs> it's it's one of those that I think that it's such a light beer, summer beer, that you don't get much. I mean, I was hoping to really maybe get some of that maltiness, but something I find with a lot of wheat beers is that they don't put off as much aroma as maybe something like a, even American lager or something, a lager style beer, because those style beers typically are packed full of barley. Um, whereas wheat, they don't, it doesn't put off as much aroma on the, the actual flavor of the beer for me. So, um, I don't get much on the aroma without like completely doing a full on in the glass. But when I do, it is like you get a slight bit of that maltiness. Um, just not as much as I would have thought. I don't smell any bitterness at all either. So yeah, but super light smells like it's going to be a fantastic summer beer. So, oh man. And it is, I know we're towards the tail end of summer here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. We kind, are we're about kind to of pumpkin beers. <laughs> Um, but you know, the pumpkins, the, the old pumpkin, um, that's 95 degrees still here in Georgia. So it's it hard is. to talk about fall yet, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So any, any other notes you want to add with aroma? I'd say, um, no, I, I think you nailed it. Uh, it's one of those, like when you walk into a bar and you just get that light kind of beer smell from either the floor or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it, you get that kind of just generic beer smell that's a little bit what i get here it's very light like you said though um not a whole lot on aroma was that a two guys walking to a bar joke maybe could have been. <laughs> that sounded like that's what it was starting as but okay <laughs> so you you make actually a really good one and i you, something that probably i'm probably the only person who's ever thought of this but so and when it comes to making beer you obviously have to buy a lot of ingredients breweries mm-hmm. we love that smell but i've thought of this before that i feel like breweries probably overestimate the amount of um, ingredients they're going to need slightly just in case something happens on brew day um, they get a little extra grain just in case they need to throw it in last minute or something like that mm-hmm. I've always thought about whether or not breweries could theoretically take some of that extra grain at the end of like a week on a Friday where they don't plan on doing anything else and maybe brewing a beer again until the following week or something and I'm like hey guys we got a few hours to kill let's just like take all this extra ingredients from beers we've done this week and just Throw it in the throw it in the machine and just see what we can make, you know, and make like I a kinda, like a Chuck Norris beer, basically. But it's it's kind of like with the ingredients. And so it's it's all ingredients that are meant to make beer. I've thought about whether or not I could do that with some of the ingredients I've had from a homebrew perspective mm-hmm. before. And this almost seems like that type of beer that almost like was a happenstance accident, like nothing, nothing flavor wise. I just mean, like, because of it's kind of a low ABV. So maybe they didn't have like quite enough to make like a full like lager or pale ale. So they're like, you know, what? let's just make a wheat beer because we got a lot of this extra wheat laying around and the weekly know, it's, it's dump. Like, it basically. Hey, that's a great name for a beer, by the way. Yeah, I just think that that would be a great idea for any brewery to do because it's almost like a one off batch. And if you can make a whole, you know, even a small batch of it, like I think you can get a really fantastic well, beer that way. A little taproom exclusive, maybe. Yeah. 
And that that's it from the mind of Chris this week. Nice. Well, thank you, um, Chris, for <laughs> for sharing what's in your head. And, um, and it's almost just like I said, you this with this one, the flavor is good. It's just so I say like, because by the way, I've already dug in. I had to take a yep. sip once you I asked figured. me about aroma. I was like, oh, I want to drink it. But um, the in the flavor, you know, it's like my first thought on flavor is that literally I'm like, man, it's one of the lightest beer. I definitely would choose. I can tell there's craft in it. And so that's mm-hmm. what I like as opposed to like a traditional lager. I I like that I can tell that there's love put into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the old but also like it's it's super crushable. I could legit probably go through a 12 pack of these. Yeah. But. So you, you touched on, on something I was going to ask, but the you know, mm. with how light it is, the six pack test, I think, doesn't even exist on this beer. We, we go further than the six pack test. Yeah. Um, so this is this is a golf beer for sure for me i've been so i've been finding recently with a lot of the like the locale ipas i've been drinking those on the on the course or seltzers of course but i've been looking for something that's like a beer beer mm -hmm. without being i want something that's like a a lager ish type beer without being a lager but also not being a low calorie ipa like something different and i feel Mm -hmm. like this would be a fantastic beer to kind of slot right in there yeah i would agree more of these i would agree Um, it's uh it's very delicious. It's very crisp, but you still get a little bit of malt to it. Um, it's very soft, though. Mm-hmm. Ooh, soft is a good way to good way it's, to put it. Yeah, it's very it's very much there. It's just not not a mm-hmm. not a very heavy. It's, soft. it's not very intrusive, I think, as, as yeah. a beer goes. Because and at four point two, it shouldn't be either. But I will say that if you really, I mean, you, the bitterness is definitely there, and you kind of have to have bitterness. People probably don't realize that, especially maybe people listening or um, in general beer drinkers that say, Oh, I don't like bitter. I don't like IPAs. I don't, you know, if it's, if I tell them it's got a high IBU, they're like, eh, I just don't like it, mm-hmm. but you have to have bittering in beer, believe it or not. If you it's one of the key components. Yeah. And if you don't, it just makes the beer kind of taste flat. I think what I really like about this beer is that the bittering is just enough to be there to make it balanced, but not so much that um, it overpowers the beer at all because mm-hmm. you're able to basically the crisp and clean of of comes through for this beer. Yeah. So I would agree. Um let's uh let's talk a little bit about the branding um because it is one of my mm. one of my uh favorite rebrands of the last couple of years. Yeah, and and before and I want actually I'll I'll get your thoughts on it cuz I think you're I, I agree. I want to get since you probably know kind of a little bit more about their last ones cuz I feel like when we I think we did one of the beers last time from them. Mm-hmm that did have one of the rebranded ones, but one of them didn't. Um, yep. But I remember for me that late, I love their logo still capital brewery. It's got the the CB and yep. then it's got like, I'm assuming it's the state capital. That is, by the way. that is the state capital. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, it this yeah. is in Middleton, Wisconsin, which is very close to Madison, gotcha. um, so just outside cool. Madison, which is our capital. Cool. Um, yeah. So I just, that's my always where I go to as I love that. It kind of has like a very, it has both like like a business look to it, but also you can tell it's a brew. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool mm-hmm. presidential type look to it. So it's also got the hexagon feel, which is very close to our logo, Chris. Oh, it is. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but and it's uh, got C and B, which yeah. I don't know. Chris and Banky. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, <laughs> that works. Random. <laughs> Again, um, random thoughts of Chris. Yeah, random throughout. That could be a show. Um, a yeah, uh, the old branding was very, um how do i put it like 
kind of almost like presidential. It, it actually had a picture of the Capitol on it itself. Um, and then it had like some wheat coming off the side of it. The text was very, um, you know, classic. Uh, but this kind of goes with more of a like a modern touch. Um, overall, it's a it's a stick on label, um, but it is uh, I can't think of the, the term. Uh, it's slightly glossy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of eggshell. Yeah, eggshell. Oh, no. Thank Satin. you. Thank you, Mr. Home Depot. I was looking at paint this week and not for work. <laughs> I was looking at paint for just at the store. Nice. Um, but yeah, it definitely has like an egg semi gloss. We'll go, go semi gloss on this one. Yeah. And uh, it's got like a nice kind of diagonal banner banner uh, going from top to bottom. Um, that's like a swipe of color. And I believe all of their new branding, this, this stripe of color matches whatever beer they have. So we had capital Amber, uh, on the previous episode that's red. Um, so the streaks typically red for that. Um, it's got the Mm -hmm. nice new logo in the top left. Um, it's got a little wheat symbol right in the center, and then it's got Island wheat going vertically up the can on the side. Um, and it's in like a nice, like block text, which I like. I love that they trademarked Island wheat. Yeah, because it seems like such a I feel like I've seen that on plenty of beers before, but this does say TM, which tells me that they're applying for something. So, yeah, you know, what's cool is that they've also got the three words there as well, which mm -hmm. I know we've been talking a lot about that. A lot of breweries second self does five words, but um, but we have seen that kind of three. And this one's actually more of a phrase. Pale golden, silky smooth and refreshingly fresh, refreshing, refreshing finish. finish. Sorry, I can't read (laughs) I was wow. looking at it too. I was like, huh, well, oh man, double F. Um, I do like that though because it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect, and I think they described it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this beer actually it originated um, the, re- the the word island comes from Door County, uh, Washington Island, which Door County is uh, north in Wisconsin. It's a very um, kind of touristy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's summer getaway, fall getaway kind of thing. You book a cabin, go up. Um, you know, they have some wineries and breweries up there. Um, you said that's where the name Island yeah, in this yeah. case came from? Um, oh. From Washington Island. Um, it's it's up in Door County. Um, I'm glad you told me that because yeah. that might have just saved a little bit on the, the cap rating a little bit because I was... Oh. Well, I was going to say, like, the, my only... Da- one of the things I wasn't going to love about the beer was the, the naming because I was like, Island Weed. I'm like... I feel like island you've got to really throw like either some tropical fruit in there or something you know something to make it but i'm glad you described that to me so it's more of a hometown thing yeah and that was on the previous label too um they had actually washington island on there um Mm -hmm. so i think it fit a little bit more but yeah they with the rebrand they they kind of lost a little bit of that um on the got it Um, what about so what's so price point on these capital beers are they usually pretty good god they are well, you have to remember, Wisconsin prices are a little bit lower than Georgia's um, sure. just because of tax reasons and all that kind of stuff. But uh, they're they're typically eight ninety nine a six pack. Um, mm-hmm. Really reasonable, like across the board. Um, the only one that's a little bit higher is their blonde Doppelbach um, because that's like almost eight percent. Um, so they do. So they charge kind of which I feel like most places should do anyway, in my mm-hmm. opinion, like this is it should be based very much on the kind of the I say what goes into the beer. I mean, it should be based on like an overall margin number. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. That beer would be a little bit more. So, yeah. Um. So so give me your final thoughts. I mean, like, or you can get mine first. I don't really care. I just, you know, I, I lay it on me, Chris. So 
my I'll start with branding because that's kind of where you left off. And, you know, I was going to let you have branding on this one. First of all, I like the yellow they did here. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that with beers very often, especially not white and yellow. And it mm-hmm. also come across not too like you don't miss too many things. What they did fantastically well was with that graphic design, they outlined everything in black that they could. So that kind of makes mm-hmm. everything pop. So branding, it's high gr- remarks or high gr- whatever, high regards, whatever you call it. One um, or the other, yeah. So for me, um, caps, I'm probably going to go three, seven, five. Okay. Um, super clean beer. It's not one I would traditionally drink. So yes, I could definitely crush a six pack. Um, I don't know if I would pick it up every time I went to the golf course. Yep. Um, the the wheat part of it, no, you know, nothing stands out. It's is is literally the only my only downside there. But it's super clean. It's just it's a preference beer style there more than anything. Yeah. Price point w- sounds like it's pretty good though. So yeah, I would yeah. agree with you. I think it, I think if they let the the malt shine maybe just a little bit more, I think it would be mm-hmm. that like a all out fantastic beer. Um. But it is one of my favorites just because in the summer it's a it's a great easy drinking grab one toss a couple back um, you know and mm-hmm. at four four two you're not gonna like wind up like hammered or anything at the end of the night um, you could shotgun this beer for sure oh easily yeah. um, super easy I'm pretty sure I've done it a few times Chris yeah um, yeah so I'm gonna go Please. you know what I'm gonna go with the three seven five as well I think they're it, it is a really good beer. Um, I think for a lot of people who are looking to try probably a lighter, easy drinking beer, this is the one one to go to if you're going to go to Wisconsin, pick it up because uh, the capital is mainly in Wisconsin anyways. Um, so. Yeah, I don't think they're distributed. I mean, obviously, the only ones I've had, you were able to get procured for down here. So, mm-hmm. um, cool. yeah. So uh, I will say, Chris, cheers to capital and uh, we'll cheers see yeah. in the next one. Cheers. Cheers. So, Kyle, we are going to continue the Wisco Disco today by going to another brewery. Now, this one actually is a new brewery for us on the show. It is. Yeah. Um, But we're going back to Wisconsin. Actually, we never really left because we we were just there. But we didn't. um, We're going north. Let's put it that way. We are actually going north. I was actually just going to say we're going north to Green Bay. We are. Yeah. Um, I've heard of Green Bay, believe it or not. And I guess that's probably where the name of this brewery comes from. But this is Titletown Brewing Company. Yep. Um, and they're Johnny Blood Red. Johnny Blood Red. It's an so, Irish style red ale. Yeah, I was about to say, I want to go and pop it and yeah. get into it. Um, and then we can talk a little bit about maybe. So I'm assuming you have some history to the beer. Just kind of know. A of little course. Bit about it, so. By the way, this is in a 12 ounce can. If you. Ooh, it splattered on my phone. Mine did not, but oh man, that's the sound. That's literally the beer sound into the glass. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So an Irish red ale. So we actually did one of these towards the end of last season with um, McGuire's Irish pub down there in the, the panhandle that mm-hmm. I picked up. So it's almost like this. We're kind of getting a lot of the style right now. So I kind of like it. So, yeah. Um, and uh, in the glass, Chris, this is a beautiful mm. beer. It is a beautiful beer. Very dark. Um, not so much like porter um, dark, yep. but definitely 
it's definitely on the dark side of the red. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, when I'm looking at it, and even with it up against some light, that's where it, the red comes through. But it comes out through like a deep red, so that's kind of yeah. cool. Like that's the what sets, sets it apart from a brown, in my opinion, is how deep red it looks when you look at it in a light. So, oh man, and how, it's really effervescent from the the center of my glass. I don't know about yours. Um, so I wouldn't say the effervescence is there, but what is cool, it's got that silky smooth or silky kind of, um, head retention to it, um, mm-hmm. that definitely coats the outside of the glass for me. So that's, that's really cool. Um, but it's not, not, not thick by any means. It didn't, maybe it's just the way I poured it. Yeah. And I'm drinking out of a title town glass, Chris. Oh yeah. I yeah. You have a special glass word, which, which by the way, fun fact about title town, uh, their logo, um, which we'll get into, but I, you know, I got to bring it up now because there's a point to mm-hmm. it, Chris. Uh, they, right in the center of their logo, there's like a little uh, piece of wheat. Okay. And okay. the wheat has a shape around it, which is actually the shape of a football. And the, the wheat makes laces, um, which if you didn't know that before, the Green Bay Packers. That's um, awesome. Right in Green Bay. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because on the bottom bottom of my glass, they actually have this shape etched into the bottom of the glass on the inside, which actually helps it uh, pull that the bubbles um, to come oh. straight up from that logo, which is cool. Well, now now I wish I could see the glass. I know, but I wrote it on yeah. the paper. Did you? Yeah. No. <laughs> do you know that reference? Um, no. Oh, super true. Maybe I do. Man. Oh gosh! You know, I haven't thought about watching. You know, they're coming out with Super Troopers too, I believe. Yeah, it's already out. Oh, just kidding. See, it's already out. Yeah, maybe it's, but it's a newer one, right? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Um, okay, so I'm not crazy. I did see it though. I was like, I was like, oh my god, what? Like, <laughs> it's been so long. I need to go back and watch the first one all over again, though. So, now this this beer is um in a like just sitting there because I kind of have a dark colored desk. I wouldn't think that it was even a red ale. I would honestly just kind of think this was like a like a brown ale, honestly, mm-hmm. but it, like I said, that magenta really comes through. So um, the aroma definitely comes through a little bit more on this one. I, th- I don't know if we said it or not, but this one's 6%. Yeah, we um, did not, but yeah. This is the heavy beer of the day. It is which, the heavy beer of the day. Which, I mean, I guess we're kind of already, you know, giving our, our secret on the next beer potentially. But like I said, this is, uh, it's, it's I don't want to say heavy by any means, but I'm not drinking the full one today. Okay, yeah. You I know. could. I just I want to make sure I'm I'm not too bloated for the last beer. So <laughs> yeah, but this one the aroma is very malty, and I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, what's really coming through for me is like almost like a coffee roast. Yeah. Um. I I bet you they use some form mm. of uh darker red malt that's maybe roasted a little bit. Um. It, to get that it nice definitely color. seems like they're using a smoked malt, and I'm gonna read this out of the can as we're as we're talking about this. I mean, I'm not going to read it out loud. I'm just curious. But that's for me. I'm definitely getting like a roast roast for sure, mm-hmm. which it does say roasted barley. So it sure. does. Yeah, I you know, I still haven't looked into it much. But as far as what an Irish red style is, I don't know what makes because I mean, we've both been to Ireland here we have. recently. Oh, to travel. How oh. I miss it. But um, I don't remember like other than a few of the, the red L's like I mean, not Killian's, but they also have another one over there. Um, shoot, Killian's is not the best example. I really should have thought of some of the other ones. But there are some red ales, but it's almost like I, I don't know what makes that a, an Irish style. You know what I mean? I, I Yeah. It's just it's other than always seeing it. I don't I don't know why people assume red ales are only Irish ales. But um, yeah, yeah. that aroma, though, is, is really good. What about I mean, you get, do you get anything different on that or? No, I, I get the same thing. I think it's got it's very. Uh, a, a very 
um, deep uh, aroma too. It's not it's not a very shallow one where some sometimes like similar to the last beer where you just get kind of one note and you're like cool beer smell mm-hmm. or you know cool malt. Like there's there's a lot going on in the aroma too, which I which I like is. There is the malt definitely kind of comes through um, and the aroma, which is kind of nice because that's what I would expect in a beer like this personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, makes me you, Irish. Why don't you go ahead and take a sip? Oh, I'm I way ahead. I want to get into it. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you, but I'll talk a little bit about it. because yeah. I know you want to take a sip as well. No, I think I've already taken like three sips just to give it a go. Yeah. Um, so flavor was is so first of all, of course, it's beer. So it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> but. You know, obviously, I'm a critique, and so I have to critique everything. It's interestingly a little bit more bitter than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the maltiness doesn't come through on the flavor as much as I would think. Now, also, it's it's cold. This is mm-hmm. out of the fridge, so which a lot of times I like to let beers warm up, especially darker beers. They're very, they're great candidates for warming up just slightly because you can all, a lot of times get a lot more of the intended flavor that was went into the beer by letting it do that. Yep, do that, whatever. By letting it warm up a little bit. Um, and with this one, I feel like it might change a little bit in the next few minutes. So I can't wait to get sure. towards the end of this segment and taste it again. But my my initial thoughts are it's a little bit bit more bitter than I would have thought for an Irish red, you know, European style beer. Yeah. And also the malt doesn't come through quite as much in the flavor as I would have thought. Sure. Uh, to me. So I was while you were talking about the 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 term Irish red ale, I was looking up some information on it. Um, School me. Yeah it's uh it's a red ale or irish red ale is uh used for brewers in ireland similar you know they use smithwicks as the typical example smithics smithics Smithics. um that's the one i was trying to think of i could not remember for some reason they're they're very similar in style to the english keg bitter or an english bitter um which they just are brewing them in ireland so so that actually makes sense so kind of like an ESB. Yeah. And we've had that one actually recently. So mm-hmm. similar to that. Which that's I actually makes makes, makes a, a lot, lot of sense, sense with then. the bitters bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so by the way, you bring up a good point. So clear I, I like obviously I like learning new things on the show. That's what one of the reasons why we do it. Yeah. We had some auditorial corrections this we week, did. by the way, that we that we commented on earlier in the segment, but um or earlier in the episode. So we had some feedback about our about our IPA episode last week mm-hmm. um, and Ballast Point specifically. Yeah. It was brought to our attention, which I do vaguely remember this, that they were, um, which by the way, that was Brad, I believe, right? Yeah, Brad. Brad, shout Brad, out Brad. Brad. I shout appreciate, out, we Brad. appreciate the, we appreciate the uh, feedback. So, it, um, Constellation Brands no longer owns Ballast Point. Yeah. So they actually, Ballast Point was, and I believe that was 2019, I believe that they were sold, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Mentioned? Yeah. Yeah by um kings and convicts out of chicago Mm -hmm. and i do actually like i remember this popping up in my instagram feed one day about that you know a while ago you know they're always listening to you Mm -hmm. and i but i just didn't really research it much longer i didn't think anything of it but so i do vaguely remember that but it's a kind of interesting note about that because it just seems like kings and convicts is not much of a it's not much of a large brewery which is kind of interesting to see that so makes me think that constellation maybe i'm i'm conjecture again because you know hey apparently we didn't have all our facts straight last week but yeah. conjecture again but um it my guess is the constellation wasn't doing a great job with that ballast point brand or they just weren't growing the brand like 
that was beneficial to them. And so that's probably why they were able to sell and hopefully Kings and convicts. And I imagine they're probably going to help turn that brand back into what it once was yeah. potentially. So that's kind of good to see. So, I mean, I appreciate Brad, I appreciate the feedback, but yeah, yeah I mean, anything you else you got from that, Kyle? No, uh, just... no, that was really it. Um, we did have one other, one other write-in was from uh, Elliot Hall, who is actually the, the oh, CEO and co-owner of uh, FireMaker. He just gave us a little shout out and said, thanks for, having our beer and enjoying it on the episode. Um, and he loved the show. So, Which which he made a good point, by the way, Elliot. Thank you for reaching out, too. We, the, literally the day after we recorded that episode, I found Chattahooch Tea at <laughs> local Taco Mac, there a you local go. restaurant around town. Yeah. So, And it was fantastic. It was everything I had hoped it would be. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I we, we appreciate the, the feedback every week. It's kind of cool because we go many, many a week without getting much at all. And then all of a sudden we have all uh, at least two people reaching out. So that's awesome to see. So, yeah. um, and we, and we love it. Cause like I said, it's, we, I don't want to say we make up things on the show, but at the same time we do very much go based on what our mind's eye tells mm-hmm. us. And so it's good <laughs> to actually, you know, make sure it, it's a litmus test. We throw little things in there every now and then to make sure people are listening and being like, Nope, I know that I know the real answer to that. So, um, <laughs> it no, helps appreciate them get that, involved. but I just, let's put it that way. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, Chris will, Chris will continue to talk. Yes, I'm using third person here. Chris will continue to talk no matter what. So it's always nice to to have someone who's there to to make sure that I'm right. And so with that, with Johnny Blood Red, I appreciate you looking up the red, red, yeah, Irish red style because I have never really connected the dots there with why that was an Irish style. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, for me, the roastiness is still the one that I'm missing a little bit that I really wish I was getting a little bit more of. Um as well it's it's definitely there maybe it's there as much as i thought it would be but not much more yeah yeah i agree um but to me the this is one of the beers um and i can talk a little bit about why i picked this beer too um you know this is the title town is pretty close to lambeau field um it's it's a little bit you know maybe a couple miles away down on the river right that runs right through green bay um great location they started off as kind of like a smaller taproom restaurant kind of feel right on the river and then they uh they moved they they built a huge facility right behind it um which has this really awesome multi-level bar taproom kind of feel to it um which has a rooftop that you can actually look over like downtown green bay which is you know not very big but obviously still really nice um and uh you know the the beer from there is is really great they do a lot of really great things um and the 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 tap room is is really a a really cool tap room it's definitely worth checking out anybody who's heading to that area either let's say for a green bay game or just in general i don't know why chris let me just say this i don't know why you would go to green bay if you're not gonna see the packers um and that's me coming from wisconsin so i was gonna say did y'all live in green bay no we lived in uh appleton so about 40 minutes south of there um but I believe Kelly's company was in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. Her her, okay. her work was That's in Green it. Bay. Um, so I'm she drove up there every I, day. But, I hear uh, a lot of random things, but I thought I remembered something about that. So Yeah, super, super awesome tour. Um, like, literally, you get on an elevator to go to every different floor. Um, they have they have a bubbler, which, Chris, I mentioned Ooh, that at the beginning, the beginning of the they episode. Did. The bubbler is a water fountain. But that's what people in Wisconsin call it because uh, Bubbler is actually the brand um, of that makes the first person, the first company that built a drinking fountain. 
So, well, um, bubbler is actually. I feel like the, that sounds uh, almost like European, like something that you'd hear, <laughs> like like a bidet. Get some bubbler. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for the um, mouth. <laughs> oh man, mouth. I like the so this brewery, Titletown. I think it's a deserving name, as much as I hate to say it, from a um, from a Falcons fan point of view. Yeah. It, the the name does is very fitting. I think um, it's a bummer. You know, everything you're telling me about breweries, I've been to a few in Georgia in the last you know few months during the pandemic, and it's been different. Mm-hmm. Um, which the one what you're describing in Titletown that sounds like it sounds like we need to go up there. We unfortunately we're not able to go to Wisconsin as planned mm-hmm. this summer, um, but. I imagine we'll be we'll be there soon. I don't know how we're going to choose. We might just go on a beer trip up there. Yeah, maybe. Sometime, yeah, sometime just all the guys. But uh, which hey, by the way, quick quick question as your thoughts. Speaking of, because we're getting closer, mm-hmm. we're less than thirty days away from the NFL football season. Ooh. So how how's the pack going to be this year? Uh, we're looking we're looking okay. The direction is changing a little bit. We're it uh-huh. looks like we're pushing more towards a run game, which is crazy because you got Aaron Rodgers and you have Devontae Adams. Um, you know, nice. but. But yeah, we're we we got we picked up a guy in the draft who is very much a younger, fitter, uh, more athletic Eddie Lacy. So I'm excited to see him. Um, AJ Dillon, uh, who will be a great addition to the team. But I'm hoping. We're I mean, at least you. Yeah, I was gonna say at least you stay on top of the the team. For me, I've you know paying attention to the Falcons. Obviously, first of all, I'm just trying to figure out if we're actually going to play. Which now yeah, you know, know, they've right? announced here in Georgia now that their fans won't be in attendance at any of the September games. Which I think Atlanta has two, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So it's not you know it's not a crazy impact yet, but it does mean that I feel like we're going to move forward with football. So that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, Packers um, are doing the same thing too. First two home games, no fans. Yeah, it's like I said, it's. Um, it, it's one of those things. Yeah, it, it, you're going to probably see it widespread. I'm interested to see because college football just announced here in the southeast that they are going to allow a few fans or, or I say a few. It's about 20 percent capacity at most of the stadiums. So I'm interested to see if that's what you see the NFL end up doing is mm-hmm. about the same capacity, because it's funny. I, I was listening to the radio and they basically said, yeah, games are only going to be based on um, and it does impact beer sales, by the way. So this is all beer related. But um, they were just basically saying that it's up to the city city and state ordinances ultimately so it doesn't matter what the nfl says or what they say or who can be in attendance it's it's all ultimately going to come down to what ordinances are in place at the time so mm-hmm. we're just hoping to get football so that we can continue to drink of course delicious beer while watching football games. of course but, hey speaking of and I, w- I would be remiss not to do this because obviously you've got to give some podcast love yeah the uh there's a great podcast that exists out there for oh, yeah. listening to all things football yeah for sure and they, they it's much longer than ours each week so i don't know how they do it but um pan am football Mm -hmm. you can find it on most of your podcast services they talk all things football so if you want to continue talking football check them out yeah um selfish shout out because my cousin is one of the hosts on that one and so i've listened um, to it it's great yep i was gonna say it's it's they definitely deep dive into football more than we want to but Mm -hmm. uh we deep dive into beer probably more than i say more than we want to i want to dive into football but you never know yeah I think that drinking Wisconsin beer, you can't not talk football a little bit. So, right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so the branding on this one for me, we can get back to beer sure. a little bit. Yeah. So the branding, um, first of all, the name's super awesome. Is there a story behind that? You know, I actually don't know the story, Chris, and I'm, I'm slightly pissed that you actually asked me that just cause you know, I, <laughs> no I want to no have worries. the story, but I don't. Then we'll just assume it's super awesome. Yeah. Um, the can's super cool. It's a it's a screen printed can or a print on can as opposed to the the not saran wrap the 
um, shrink, shrink wrap, wrap or the sticker label. It, it's a, it's an actual old school printer, which means they're making a lot of these, which is it's oh, kind of yeah. cool to see. It means you're an established brewery for sure. It just for means sure. you're making a lot of a certain beer. So there's a lot going on. I will say that again, mm-hmm. like we talked about with these these types of cans, um, the name is super crisp and clean. Johnny Blood, the red's got kind of a banner feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got that that logo for Titletown below, like you were talking about. Which the background. Go I was, ahead. I was going to say, which yet again, another hexagon or uh, uh, whatever, whatever word. Um, can't think of the name. Yeah, hexagon. It, it's a Wisconsin thing, you know, yeah, apparently. Um, so before I talk about the background of the, the can, yep. I will just say, you know, they've kind of got some standard beer label stuff. I'll say now, if you kind of look to the left of the main label, it's got the brewery and uh, the brewery name again in uh, horse or sorry, vertical text. Mm hmm. It says legendary place, legendary taste under that. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Got the independent craft beer label to the right. They've just got the Surgeon General and SKU or the the UPC. Yep. Um, they've got a brief description on the back, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And by the way, stop me. I'm going to let you describe maybe the back behind the actual label, the front sure. label and everything, because there's some cool stuff going on there. Yeah. But then on the the yeah, the description, it says the name again, just kind of some standard below it. Um. Oh, a QR code, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Elliot pointed that out with the beer. The QR code on the beer we did last week, yeah. the Hazed and Blaze, goes to um, a basically a, a rundown they did of the beer, like a video. Yeah. So it's pretty I love cool. it. So I'm not going to say that this, this QR code goes anywhere in particular because I might be wrong. You may <laughs> be probably wrong. just scan Who it for knows? myself and see. I'll scan it while you're talking. But okay. yeah, let's let's describe that last part of the beer can, which is actually the background behind yeah. the main label. Yeah. It's a uh, so the obviously with the name you would expect it to be a red can which it is it's very dark red but it's got um, they use that kind of negative space of the aluminum to to kind of etch out a football player holding a a ball kind of like running um, which is pretty cool fits with the whole theme um, you know with the title town Green Bay Packers football logo that kind of thing um, I think it, it it's. I'm sitting kind of in a dark room right now. Um, it's a little hard to see, but I think if I had the light on, I'd be easily recognized, um, you know, someone, a football player, um, which is it, cool. It doesn't look like anyone in particular. It no. it just looks like you said it's just a football scene, but I kind of like the way they did it using like a cross hatching technique. It's mm-hmm. just kind of cool. It, it, in my opinion, does make it slightly hard to read on the, yeah. like the title town logo, that type of thing. But luckily they didn't try and put any like, vital information in front of it so yeah i will say the, the it, this does come in bottles as well which the bottles mm-hmm. are matte matte labels which actually helps bring that that kind of clarity to the text as well as still giving you the image in the background um yeah but i wanted to shout this out chris on their website they they tell you every every size uh canister that this beer can be consumed in are you ready for this yes please do 12 ounce can a 12 ounce bottle a 32 ounce can, a 32 ounce bottle, a 64 wow. ounce bottle, a sixth barrel and a half barrel. Chris, you have options with this beer. Yes, you do. For hey, sure. Which, by the way, if you ever get around to building your kegerator. Yeah. Maybe I'll cart one that. down. Let's do final thoughts real quick. Because sure. I was going to say, as I'm saying, would you get a kegerator of this beer or would you sorry? Would you get a keg of this beer? Guys? I would. Um, this is one that, you know, I grew like drinking craft beer um going you know from starting out uh 21 all the way up to now this is one that i always find myself drinking um it's one of kelly's favorites it's a it's an easy one that if we're gonna you know grab like a six or a 12 pack of that we both drink and um it's it's one of my favorites uh i i'm gonna go solid four 
um you know there there are a few things that i think would be better a little bit malt uh backbone to it and the the can design is a little like you said hard to hard to read but other than that i think it's a solid beer um is the price point for title town title uh, 9.99 pretty good okay so that actually i feel like would be high and based on what you're telling me but mm-hmm. higher than maybe like the 8.99 that you would typically find yep. um so let's see for me yeah ratings this is definitely getting towards my beer style i'm, I'm a self-proclaimed dark beer person um i love the red l style i'm gonna go four four as well yeah i'm thinking i'm going back and forth between three seven five and four so i'll go ahead and give it the upper rating it deserves because i I'm, I'm gonna give them a nod to what they try to do with the, sure. the can here unfortunately like i said i feel like this this label would be so fantastic if they had it on like a stick on label or yeah. even a shrink wrap label yeah um but i mean flavor flavor wise itself i just wish i got a little bit more of that roastiness which circling back to something i talked about earlier the roastiness is definitely there mm-hmm. but not any more than once it's kind of warmed up a little bit so yeah I'm missing that a little bit the bitterness is a little bit too much for me but maybe i've just been tainted in other red ales i've had so i don't know tainted but love yeah Whoa, mikey. for me it's a four tainted love. might get copyrighted there who knows bum, bum, bum. not if you're singing it because yeah. i'm not very good at singing it so. very true um no so yeah cheers to uh all i'm gonna say is yeah cheers to title town i love getting to try some of these fantastic wisconsin beers they're su- yeah. by the way it's super clear beer that's yeah, something we never talked about but even though it is dark it is super crisp and it's definitely crisp they do a great job of filtering their beer in wisconsin they do so whatever that is but yeah cheers to title town chris we're uh, we're on the final beer we say this all the time oh, no. but you know i think we saved the best for last chris well, I did let you choose how you wanted to do these beers today. I figured so you let knew me, more, more about them. So how, me, how are we doing this today? Let me rephrase. I think I saved the best for last. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> so I'm we, looking at it right now. And before you even tell anyone what it is, this is my type of beer. So yeah, yeah. let's go, go ahead. Tell me, tell me yeah, what yeah. we're drinking. So uh, this is a new brewery as well to the show, um, which I'm surprised because of my history. Is it really? I believe we've so. talked about this brewery that we've talked about it. And no, I think you're right. I just know we have talked about this brewery. So oh, it's kind of sure. cool that we finally get to feature them. Let me I, I need to clarify this, though, to make sure. That I'll, we're not... I'll, look to, I'll look at the list. I'll look at the list. You tell Te- me what we're drinking. Technically, we have had it, but there's some nuance around that. And I'll tell you that in a second. Um, ah. So we're having Stevens Point Brewery, which is also known as Point Brewery. Um Milkshake mm-hmm. Malt Porter, which this is a new one for me. Um, my history, I... I went to Stevens Point for college. This brewery's right in town. Uh, as you could see that how that would correlate. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely had my fair share of point beer. I did. You've had many a night that you oh. probably don't remember. Oh, point yeah. Beer, so. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is a new one. Um, you know, when I was in college, this was not uh, a thing. Um, so I'm I'm really excited to uh, pop this one. And this is yeah, a bottle. So let's. Yeah, by the way, yeah, I was about to say. Luckily, I have a bottle opener. Sometimes it is a I twisty. That we... Oh, is it? Well, yeah. never mind then. I'm not going to do that. Put down the bottle opener. All right, cool. Let's go. I got to do the little drop to make it. Oh, sound yeah. Right. So that they know oh. we opened it. Exactly. Oh, and so I'm super excited about this being. So it, it's a milkshake malt porter. I was going to ask, is it considered. It's got a nice they description. Put a lot, ooh, they put a, one of my favorite um, 
They put, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. They do put one of my, it says right there on the bottle, they put one of my favorite things in this beer, which is chocolate wheat malt. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I've always loved that. I've seen it in very few beers. I was going to ask if this is meant to be kind of like, because my mind immediately goes towards like chocolate milkshake, obviously, when I see this and when I'm looking at the, the bottle, which I'm sure we'll describe in just a little bit. Wink, wink. Um, not much head retention on mine. I will say no, it uh, it dissipates pretty well and um, it kind of actually looks like a soda. Yeah, um, it, it definitely does. I'm trying to remember um, steak and shake is what comes to mind for me, but that's also because I live in the south and we have a bunch of steak and shakes. But mm-hmm. it, the the branding itself and I know again we're getting so much into branding, but I'm just like the, the beer itself and plus the bottle right behind it. I'm like being swayed so much into like thinking you're right. This is going to very much taste like a milkshake to me. Which this is fantastic, but the yeah, I'm a little disappointed in the head retention, but that could be the bottle. Bottles sometimes don't don't carry the the carbonation level through that cans sometimes do. So yeah, mm. um, and and one thing to point out as well, um, I did say soda, right? Um, yes, or, you did. Or pop. soda fountain. Or pop. Soda fountain. Oh, pop fountain. Um, but Stevens Point also does make their own root beer. And cream soda or uh, sodas. So cream soda, um, orange soda as well, um, which is cool. You know, that's something we haven't done on the show. We've got a few in Georgia that do the same thing mm-hmm. is feature some of the the root beers, cream sodas, kind of just alternate things that breweries are putting out other than obviously seltzers, the non-alcoholic stuff, I should say. So yeah. Episode idea number 52. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, so for was, was the head retention about the same for yours in terms of like just not too much going on there? Yeah, it, it's it's completely gone. Um, OK, I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one, which is interesting. And, you know, I will say this, Chris, you and I have enjoyed one of these pre-show um, about. A, oh, yeah, about we a did. week. week Shoot. And what was it? A week or probably two or three weeks ago already at this I point where I hadn't I swear I hadn't had too many today and i completely had forgotten about that uh, you yes, came over came over to meet meet my dog finn which by the oh, way yeah. auditorial correction we never mentioned his name in the episode last week but you said really? we were going to so his name's finn um yeah finn uh, is that name sticking is the question yeah it is he he uh is responding really well to it so good be okay yeah. is he actually responding well to it because i feel yeah. like dogs are selective with their hearing no he, he is their name he is uh good. he's he's a smart little cookie good that's good to hear like i said it's it's always interesting i feel like it's fitting for him now you'll have to post the pictures maybe he'll have to be our he'll he'll have to be in our beer picture episode or our beer bottle can picture this yeah yeah we'll sneak Um, him in there so aroma yeah that's what i wanted to jump to because that's the part that like makes or breaks this type of style for me sure um with a name like milkshake malt and with make basically making look like you got a Chocolate milkshake in a glass. That's immediately where I wanted to try. And by the way, that I mentioned the chocolate wheat malt. That one's historically for me. Anytime it's been in a beer that I've had, um, that I knew of at least, it was always super aromatic and, and chocolate. And so mm-hmm. I'm getting that, first of all. Mm-hmm. Which I'm loving. Yeah. What about you? The aroma, I, I do get that as well. I just took a taste too. So my brain immediately was like, thinking about the taste rather than dare you deprive our listeners of getting that first like true essence of what you know i'm just kidding because obviously we both have already tried this so at some point in time but um what's interesting to me is that they do mention and i'm again might as well go and talk some 
some branding here just because yeah. I keep talking, coming back to it. But so chocolate wheat malt, cocoa, topaz, and tetanong, sorry, tetanong hops yep. are listed on the label as being what's in the beer, which is really interesting to me that they list the hops on there because mm-hmm. porters, which I feel like I did the the whole spiel on porters before, kind of where they originated in the docks of England. Um, porters, they are, yes, a little bit more hoppy than like, you know, a stout for, or not even a stout, but like a dark beer, for example. But that's mm-hmm. not typically an underlying like thing that you call out on a porter. So it's really interesting to see. Um, but I am getting a little bit of bitterness in the aroma as well. So I feel like maybe that's why they called it out. Yeah. Also, Chris, while you were talking about that, you know, we're talking about milkshakes and ice cream, that kind of thing. Uh, the ice cream, the ghetto ice cream truck in my neighborhood just drove by. So oh, if, you, really? if you heard that in the episode, sorry about that. But yeah, uh, I did not by. hear it. Yeah. It's, we've been lucky enough to not be interrupted by the pups today. So, yeah, knock on wood. Um, Knock on wood, it's probably about to happen. So yeah, it always does. I start talking about them. I was on a very important call today, of course, and and you know with with of the course. office, and literally, as my kind of part of the presentation comes up, they start going crazy. the The blower starts going outside. the The lawn the damn blower. So yeah, I was about to say. So it's it's just a it's a whole thing. But um, I'm used to it by now. I feel like everyone should be used to Zoom Zoom reality. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> shout out to Zoom, I guess. Yeah, but um. Yeah, no, I, so let's, let's talk about taste because yeah. we both had, had a chance to get a flavor in or mm-hmm. a man. sip in. Um, that's a good beer. Oh man. That's a good beer. That's yeah. a really good beer, <laughs> mm. man. And they make some good beers too. Um, but yeah, this one for me is, uh, it, it tastes honestly kind of like a chocolate malt. Um, it's got a nice, like, like, uh, I don't know how to say that. I don't taste the bitterness, but I can tell that the hops are there. Um, kind of gives it an, an extra level to me. Actually, I think you're right on the flavor. The bitterness doesn't come through for me. The bitterness came through more in the aroma mm-hmm. than it did. The actual flavor could be because there's a little bit of a, a touch of sweetness in the flavor. Yep. That, that really like takes the mind somewhere. Cause when it says on the front label that this has wheat malt cocoa in it, like that's that, or sorry, the chocolate wheat malt and the cocoa like that. You're you're immediately going to assume this is going to taste like chocolate. And I feel like it does a good job of hitting that expectation. So, yeah, that's I agree. Like that. That's the part that immediately comes through for me is just that not even maltiness, but it's like a chocolatey. Mm-hmm. So and, um, and the mouthfeel for me is is it's it's very velvety. It's not like mm-hmm. super heavy. It's not really thin um, where you feel like you're drinking, let's say, like a soda, um, but a soda uh, but a sort of pop, pop. <laughs> but it, it it is really velvety in the mouthfeel. Yeah. And what you're describing is velvety. I was going to say was soft, um, mm-hmm. kind of like the milkiness you get when you're tasting when you're drinking a milkshake or a malt, which, by the way. So mm-hmm. what's the difference in a milkshake and a malt? Because I hear I heard you say tastes like a chocolate malt. Ooh, is is there a difference? OK, so I, I need to ask, are are malts? very much a thing in the south or not really um no not really okay so malt yeah. is it, malt powder is added to a shake to make it a malt um it is uh. it is a a thing in the in the you know in wisconsin for sure um you can get you know with or without the malt powder basically makes it really really thick um kind of like a you know how milkshakes are almost kind of like milk 
um, where it's very thin. Everything's blended together, and you can easily drink it. Um, malts you actually eat with a spoon because it is a little so, thicker. Oh, okay. That that explains it. So I was about to say Wendy's is what comes to mind sure. in terms of their Frosty. Yeah. The frosty, in my opinion, is more like a malt. I'm pretty sure Frosty does have malt powder in it. Makes sense. Yeah. So malt kind of adds body. To yeah. The malt powder. See, you're teaching me something. I feel I, I've definitely heard of it. It's a very like a '50s term for me, but I feel like that's also because a lot of the the '50s type movies that when we think of, obviously, Grease comes to mind. Like mm-hmm. that's very much based on Midwest culture. Yep, in my opinion. Um, and so it that's that's probably why that comes to mind because you know you see those old fashioned malts, milkshakes. Yep. No, mostly malts. I'd say probably mm-hmm. you know with the big deep spoons and everything. So that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. But, Which um... so. Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I was actually, I was just going to ask you a little bit about Point Brewery. Sure. But obviously, add any color because yeah. we need it. Point Brewery is, um, I want to say, you know, I have to actually go back to my history lesson here, Chris, on that. Let's be honest, Kyle. It, point, when you were drinking a lot of Point Beer yeah. back in the day up in Wisconsin. Sure. You probably had many a nights you don't remember. You weren't mm-hmm. going to the brewery every time. No. So. It's yeah. very true. Um, well, different different days. Now you go to the brewery. Back in the day, you would you would just picked it up at the local yeah local shop. So. Um, Point Brewery is very very old. Uh, eighteen fifty seven um, is when they brewed their first beer. Um, so they've been around a while, Chris. Um, you mentioned earlier on the sh- you said early in the segment that we kind of had had them. But yeah. what did you mean by that? So Point Brewery actually bought a brand called JP um, a long, long time ago. Uh, they they stored the recipes for a really long time and they didn't touch them. They came back uh, in the, I want to say like mid to late 2000s and started producing these recipes again. And they didn't want to crowd their original uh, lineup of beers for Point so they put it under its own name, but it's owned by Point called JP, um, mm-hmm. which would you would know, Chris, by JP Casper Stout, um, which yes. is the white Casper Stout that we uh, have had on the show before, which is owned by Point, but it's technically its own subsidiary, like its own section. Um, well, I was going to say, because we on the beer list, we have it listed as Whole Hog. Yep. Um, that was so the original guess- or that was the the new name. Now it's it originated as JP's. Gotcha. A lot, a lot All of right, history. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. And that's something I, I think I like is that, you know, where, whereas now we look at the modern brewery as being something that's very, um, I say formulated and put together, like you start a brewery. It's not so much about the product so much as you make the brand first and then you make your product after you've made your brand. Mm-hmm. It sounds like maybe there's a lot of old school breweries or a lot of older breweries up north. Oh, in yeah. The Midwest that we just did that, you know, if, if kind of finally incorporate into maybe being bigger brands that type Mm -hmm. of thing so interesting maybe we should have a discussion about beer culture here soon yeah that would be good (laughs) yeah um uh no so yeah it's awesome so you sorry i didn't mean to cut you off on the point brewery i just was thinking like i said i just i knew we i knew you mentioned it earlier so i didn't want to be remiss not to make sure we talked about it great tour uh they have a really really old building um you actually go up uh, you have to walk up the stairs because the elevator that originally was put in is the original from like a long time ago. Um, and they don't touch it. It's only used for grain, I believe. Um, mm. They have a really cool German style tap room with the wood walls and the wood bar. 
um, that you end the tour in, which is really cool. Um, they, I, I believe from my time not being there anymore, they, they redid that section and made it a little bit more modern, but it was really cool at the time. Uh, they had popcorn and like a whole bunch of stuff that you could hang out in there and, and drink. Um, yeah, again, sounds like another great brewery to hang out at, which, you know, yeah, I wonder, uh, unfortunately they're probably going through some, some issues right now with, with having, I'm allowing sure. all that with everything, but We'll get back to that. Yeah. So and in and in two thousand and three, Chris, I wanted to point this out because it's it's very significant. Um, okay. In two thousand and three, they have a beer called Point Special Lager, which is their their generic like lager beer beer. Um, it won gold at American uh, Great American Beer Fest over Miller Genuine Draft and Budweiser. Oh wow! Just throwing that out there. That's interesting. So that means they make the original. Uh... I say the original lager better than than most. Yeah, um, that's and that thing that's a such a special like. It, believe it or not, we don't do to meet lagers on the show just because it is a style that flavor wise is it's a little bit harder. It's it's more about being a clean beer in my opinion. But that's a that's definitely a, a something to you know hold high because I, I I would be scared to even make a try and make a lager. I'd probably mess it up somehow. So yeah, uh, it, I'm gonna say two other things as well, um, quick, and then we can jump fully into uh everything else but in 2007 um they started producing seasonal beers which uh at that point they made a beer called um crap uh black it's it's now called black onyx which was for um (laughs) when the mind calendar predicted the world to end um so they made this whole beer around it which was really cool um by the way black onyx sounds like a strip club here in atlanta but oh okay. for sure um I think it and, is. and then uh in 2012 they added a cider line to their um their production um it's called cider boys chris you've actually drank cider boys before yes i have um, it's very good they they produce about 120,000 barrels um you're just reminding cider. me of all the of all the things that i'm not getting this year unfortunately but. i know right <laughs> But I'm getting it here now today, so yeah. that's all that matters. Which I mean, I, for me, I'll just give a quick shout out to. I like the fact they're using a bottle still. Mm-hmm. It does look like they can this kind of looking through Untapped. Yeah. Um, which man, ratings are all over the place on Untapped. Overall, it gets a three point six two, but um, it goes from like one to five, two to four. Like it, yeah. It, it just seems over. like people maybe that are looking for just a basic beer aren't getting that, and they're the ones giving it negative. Yep. So kind of interesting to see. Someone someone said it tasted super unnatural, and I'm like, well, it's, it could be a preference style. But yeah, um, with the pandemic we're in, there's been a slight shortage of aluminum. So I mean, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see if some of these breweries are transitioning back to kind of that that uh, bottle format. Mm-hmm. While yes, it's probably slightly pricier, and yes, you've put a lot of money into your canning line. It's gonna be kind of be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, and Point has always predominantly their focus when uh, it has been bottles. Um, they do do cans of some of their bigger. Um, beers like the point special lager and the amber um, but they predominantly put it in bottles which is um, awesome that's a that's kind of a wisconsin thing too i feel like a lot of wisconsin breweries yeah um for sure have a lot of bottles but the cans are more of a forced distribution thing i feel like because you're you're when you're gonna start distributing to other states um well i guess new glarus isn't the best example but um spotted cow obviously i know they probably started putting in cans a little more often just because they knew that they were gonna start distributing a little more so mm-hmm. maybe they're planning or they're revving up for mine maybe getting outside the state of wisconsin maybe not maybe. we'll see doesn't matter we've had it on the show yeah um 
So let's talk branding real quick. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I want to get your final thoughts. But sure. Yeah. So branding, we've we've talked touched on it a little bit, which did we ever say the ABV on this one? Five and a half? No, we didn't. Five and a half. Yeah. We we talk like it's a 10 percent alcohol beer just in terms of the the lusciousness that kind of goes into it. Mm-hmm. But no, it's it's only five and a half, which it drinks fantastically higher than that. Mm-hmm. So I could get dangerous. Yeah. But the branding, I like the color scheme they use. Again, bottle, not not much going on in terms. It's not a wraparound or anything. It's just a label stuck on there. Yep. It's kind of got that '50s look to it with a with a cool um, kind of a retro um, cursive font used yeah. to say milkshake malt, and then you got a little little military. I say military man, but like a a soda shop, a pop shop man. Yeah. Uh, like into a, a uh, like a um, a diner guy. A diner guy. Yeah, yeah. what's that called? Uh, whatever, you know. I'm, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying yeah. to say. Someone auditor correct this and tell me what I'm missing. It's when you see the label. But um, points very pronounced at the top in terms of the brewery name. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a cool kind of a cool logo. Reminds me actually of what like the brewers use in yeah. terms of just the font and everything. So um, other than that, missing a little bit of information on it, mm-hmm. which I feel like is probably there when you get by like the six pack holder. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, it does have a, a turtleneck label as well, as I like to call it. Um, mm. Yeah. Up at the top. The old, the old turtleneck. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, or or a dicky, I guess you would call it, because it's not attached dickie. to anything. Um, oh, man. Yeah. But uh, dickies need to make a comeback, right? <laughs> it, um, Said they, no one ever, but also I'd be OK with it. Man, the last time I saw one was you ready, Chris? I'm going to call this out. 2007 Dinner for Schmucks. Uh, Zach ah. Galifianakis has one on in that movie. Um, and to be honest, in the again, Zoom culture we're living in right now, yeah, I feel like Dickies would be fantastic because I live in Georgia, 95 degrees outside. I could go have a meeting outside, make it look like I'm wearing a suit. Yeah. When really I got shorts on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, whatever. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I'm just saying. Um, price point on this, again, $8.99. They're, uh, they're in that wow. lower range. Uh, point, like it. point special, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. $6 for a six pack. Um, point. What's the point special? Is that when you go buy it in the store? Uh, yeah, that's the that's right, their, sorry at the brewery. Uh, yeah, that's their regular lager. That's the one that beat nice. Um, Genuine Draft and Budweiser. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's a good price point then on this. Yeah, they do. Uh, hey. I believe they do thirty packs of that as well. Yeah. See, you don't see many craft brewers. Actually, you don't see any craft brewers in the South doing thirty packs. But no. So interesting. I was gonna say is I want to I want to get a six another six pack of this. I could not drink a six pack probably in one sitting. No. Like most dark beers, it's a little harder. But it the the ABV is is great for that. Yeah. Um. Have you ever? I want to do like a um. I'm sure you've done this actually. Taken put a bunch of clean snow in a glass, not yellow snow. Oh yeah. And pour pour some of this over just. Empty one of these into a glass. Over yeah, some snow. do like a make little a, like a snow flow. Like a little snow flow. Yeah. That'd be oh, good. man, it's fantastic. The, these are the types of beers I love to do it with ones that mm-hmm. like aren't actually that high ABV, but so you're not feel like you're wasting a super craft, you know, a super like uh, whatever cellar beer, but you're just you're using another beer you'd be drinking anyway. Yeah. But this is a great beer. For thanks that. for make thanks it like for a uh, thanks for a Christmas idea for me when I go home for Christmas. Yeah, what and also if you could bring me back some of these as well, and maybe we'll get lucky and it'll snow yeah, this year in Georgia, knows? but probably not. Um, final thoughts, yeah. Chris? Um, so final thoughts for me, I'm going to give this a solid four and a half. Wow. Um, All right. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm even upping it from the last time we tried it when I was over at your place. Yeah. Yeah. These are the types of beers that I, I can get down with because mm-hmm. I can drink a few on a weeknight and not wake up with a really bad hangover or mm-hmm. anything like that. So 
Um, love the chocolate in it. Love the price point. Love the branding. Um, there was one piece I didn't love as much, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah. it was enough to knock it down to like a four and a half. Just it's not like the perfect beer in my opinion, but it's a it's a really good one. So what yeah. about you? This uh this for me, I gotta go four seven five. Uh, I feel like I'm biased though because I I love point <laughs> beer. Um, the one thing I will knock it on is the is the head retention in the head itself. Um, that's that, that's one of the yeah, yeah that's with, definitely one of them that was right at the beginning so yeah with that dissipating completely it was it was a little bit of a bummer but um overall fantastic beer um i'd say cheers to point and in particular milkshake malt yeah cheers, cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Malty Goodness, where we took a uh, trip up north again to to Kyle's hometown, well, home state, yeah. Wisconsin. Did a little Wisco Disco, which I, we're probably catching on there with the name, so I kind of we could kind of we could down, change it, so. Chris, to Wisco Polka. Wisco Polka. I mean, hey, Wisconsin Polka. I don't know. We'll this is Wisconsin, man. I'll let you. We can. I'll let you <laughs> go with it. So. Um, but hey, we we appreciate you joining us. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Malty Goodness at our website multigoodness.com or on instagram at multigoodness podcast or hey we're still on facebook too at multigoodness um also we'd love to hear from me we love to get some feedback like we did this last week so unfortunately from a distribution perspective we get it some of our georgia listeners probably can't get a few of these beers but anyone you know that maybe lives up north get them to send you some of these mm-hmm. right now that's what we all need a little beer care package so mm-hmm. Would be hell good. feel free to feel free to send us more of these yeah so um which hey if you want to send us anything to try on the episode we're more than welcome to it so yeah um you can re- stay up to date with everything we're, we're drinking on the show um we got a little merch on the website we got some still got some koozies i think we've maybe got a few t-shirts i don't know if we put them up there yet or not but yeah. anyway we got some stickers all, all some good stuff we're still talking beer every week so um kyle do you have any final thoughts before we uh let them go today uh, you know, I'd really like to go out on the lake on the boat. Uh, it would be really good. And, uh, you know what? You betcha. This would be good. You betcha. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.